Welcome to Podcasting Social Work. Podcasting Social Work is a platform for educators, social workers, community development practitioners, learners to share your stories and transform lives. My name is Dr. Hassan. I'm so delighted to welcome Dr. Agnes Thomas, Executive Director, Catholic Cross-Cultural Services based in Toronto. How are you, Agnes? Good. Thank you, um, Dr. Hassan, uh, for this opportunity. I'm so looking forward to be having this conversation. Excellent. Uh, I would like to thank you uh, for giving me this opportunity. Today's topic is Foundations for Community Development Practice, Lessons from the Field. And in this regard, Dr. Thomas will share her perspective and knowledge about community development. Dr. Agnes, please tell us about yourself, your passion, your work, and your education for our audience. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Dr. Hassan, for having me. Uh, how do I go about it? Because it's a long story. Um, my name is Agnes Thomas, as you heard. Um, I think as a college student that I was involved and interested in addressing issues that was experienced by youth in the uh, in our college and also uh, I was aware of the class and other structures that sometimes prohibited um, students for you know from equal opportunities and participation and then later on I got involved with people with uh, a community for people with intellectual disabilities I think that uh, very much founded um, my understanding of how communities are the central and core piece of well-being of for individuals and for uh, the collective. And so my my time and experience with the youth and for people with intellectual disabilities probably shaped my understanding and passion or rooted my passion for social justice and community development from a holistic perspective. And that led me to all of my work is connected to community development and uh, my studies as well. So I did my, when I did my master's, it was on disability studies, but I looked at how neoliberalism impacted the lives of people who were on ODSP or people who are um, experiencing some form of um, disabilities and how they were uh, experiencing the system. That was one. And then I did my whole doctoral thesis in community development uh, looking at immigrant women um, in the sector in Toronto. Excellent. That changed. Oh, that is what is being led. And uh, as a resident of Regent Park community, I had the opportunity to witness your work. And my family was also involved with this program. And uh, that was amazing program that you have designed in uh, Regent Park through a um, uh, local organization. Excellent. And um, regarding your current organization, uh, can you please tell us about your uh, organization mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, CCCS? CCS. CCS. So we have the awesome Catholic Cross Cultural Services provide supports to or facilitate uh, newcomers journey uh, to Canada um, successful. That is what we do help facilitate their journeys, whether it is uh, in the, like the employment support or settlement support. So everything that you would name it under settlement and integration that we provide. Um, and so we have such a diverse um, members from various parts of the world serving as staff. And uh, we are in various communities in Toronto. 
in we have eight locations in Toronto and we also have a refugee sponsorship training program where we have staff across the country so TCS had been in existence since 1954 uh, started as a Catholic organization um, in one of the basements uh, in the downtown church but that we grew and the diversity of our staff speaks so much about the type of service and who we serve and how we serve so it is my absolute privilege to exercise or apply some of my learnings that from my doctoral thesis as well as from my previous community work. Excellent. Thank you, Agnes, uh, for sharing your passion and your education uh, in community development and um, we are very grateful to know about your uh, work with uh, CCS, Catholic Cross-Cultural Services in Toronto. And uh, now I would like to ask you, how do you like to define community development? Mm -hmm. That's a very complex um, question to answer because community development is not one cookie cutter approach, right? But like I like to actually look at those two components of those word, two words, community and development. So community is made up of people, people coming together in conversations, looking at what do we need to move forward and what is development for our communities and for ourselves, right? And so putting those two words together, people and the community, so the individual and the collective and conversing or dialoguing together. I'm not using the academic uh, language here, but like people with their passion, with their aspirations, with, the, with their desire for change and for a place where they belong and where they are thriving. And that is where community development works. So I believe community development in a sense is individuals coming together for a common purpose that facilitate change, positive change and transformation within their communities that trickle down to the individual lives. So it changes the individual and the community as a whole, where transformation and positive change is possible. I know you were a uh, big uh, fan of strength-based uh, community development practice, and I can see in your uh, contribution for our community development practice book, uh, would you like to define uh, for our audience uh, what is strength-based community de development practice to you? Mm -hmm. So I'm not again going to use what are the current trends or definitions that is being used in strength-based. Just, just, just pause. It's a little bit shaken. Sorry. Okay. I will ask with the strength-based community. Yeah. Is it okay, strength-based community development practice? It's fine. Okay. It's fine because you highlighted with the strength-based or you can connect with asset-based if you yeah. want. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, now I would like to know um, about strength-based community development practice. I understand from your contribution uh, for our uh, book, Community Development Practice, that you are a big fan of strength-based approach. So can you please explain a little bit about uh, your thought for strength-based community development practice. So what makes me excited about community development as a whole is that every one of us has something to contribute. So my understanding of a strength-based community development 
stem from the fact that the individual has something to bring to the table, not just their voice, not just their idea, they have uh, gifts and talents. And so in a strength-based approach, we are working with not, so let, let me talk about what is a deficient model or a charity model. Because when I was doing my disability studies, one of the uh, things that was so clear to me was the charity model of service. And so often we look at the individual as lacking something. So there is deficiency that needs to be fixed. Even the word, very word we use, empowerment. It is the fact that you have, I have, I should equip you with power. No, in the strength-based approach, you have the power. Maybe there is a facilitation of how that could be applied for your own growth and well-being. Um, again, that is participatory, where you are making, you are the center of the decision-making of things that happens to you. So in a strength-based collective, it is not that one person is the recipient of your um, kindness or charity but you are an active member in your decision making in your planning of what is best for you and the same applies in community so the individual and the community so you would hear me all throughout this conversation talking about the individual and the collective because often we think individual and isolate that as an individual problem sometimes that is not the case it may be connected to a bigger issue or it could be a system issue so we needed to be aware as community developers as practitioners uh, how to work with community together so in a strength-based approach there is always opportunities for celebration of those capacities people bring to the table. Not that you have a problem that I needed to fix. Excellent. Excellent point. As a community development practitioner, I understand and follow your work and you are very um, passionate about working with communities and addressing various issues uh, like uh, growing inequalities, housing crisis in Toronto, uh, food insecurity among uh, various community uh, groups, including newcomers, seniors, uh, and also uh, issues like racism. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think that this strength-based approach can be utilized uh, for addressing some of the issues? That's a million dollar question um, because the issues that we are facing are huge, massive problems like you know housing or unemployment because the root causes of poverty or um, inequality there is much more into it right and so for me in a strength-based approach Again, you are not going into a community and say that you people are the problem. You're not managing your funds proper. You didn't do this. But like, and also just by opening up standards for providing immediate short term, which is needed when you need food, you need food. When you need shelter, you need shelter. But looking at more of a long-term approach and a long-term vision with people, I think community solutions comes from the community. Then that is there is ownership. So often we are satisfied with the short-term solutions because here I'm hungry, um, you gave me food and I go away. But how do I 
have that conversation with you where we can talk about what would be the sustainable way that you are not going to be coming back to me for asking for food but contribute um because you are given the opportunity to um make what you need and you have um additional uh, that you can give away so when we look at that you know a problem become a solution right so in a strength based in my personal view in a strength based approach we are looking at all of those issues that we are facing from asking that question what would change what would make a paradigm shift in our thinking our problems become our opportunities and how do we do that respectfully with people i think for anything there is a solution am i willing to give something of additional i have right and so that is like a deeply um value based challenge that we have because we we become so called important court courts of things and positions and power and privilege it is really about how am i able to slowly undo some of those pieces so that i can actually be a community person living in communion with the other my neighbor i'm not afraid because people are afraid of difference and different perspectives different understanding i think when we become okay with ourselves to be allowing that difference to be a place for celebration this this issues will slowly start and it is like a roundabout way of or a philosophical or ideological answer but there is true solutions can be found when we started acknowledging what is true and good in communities when we stop looking at people and things as problems but as solutions and gifts and strength that can be manifested in many ways and that is i mean you know we talk about racism and oppression why because somehow i feel i needed to exercise my power over you i am better than you and where is that coming from right and so i think there is a lot more work it is not simple one day it may be a long term piece that we i'm using the word we needed to do together but for that we need to be intentional we need to be committed to uncover our own disparities and the ways that we hold communities of people in our mind so there are uncon- like conscious and unconscious bias that needs to be addressed so it is not it is multilayered it is multifaceted it's not one problem but it is closely connected or it is interconnected so the the real question for us is how committed and how intentional am i to be in communities to build a solution that is long term and sustainable excellent thank you so much wonderful way you put together on a, a huge question how strength based approach can be practiced now i would like to ask you about your uh, advice for our community development practitioners especially for our students and learners across the globe what steps they should follow um, to uh, implement and plan and implement strength based um, community development approach so that they can uh, 
address the dignity of community people, value community opinions, and bring sustainable development in community lives. Mm -hmm. um, thank you. Um, as I described in my chapter, one of the first things that I learned in beginning uh, as a young woman doing community development was the importance of listening. Because I remember going to the community that I have a problem to solve and I knew what to do. And then after I stepped into the community and I started planning and thinking, I realized the biggest piece that was missing was that people were not a part of my plan. In order for me to be understanding, I needed to listen to them. And that there was a relationship piece that needs to be built. Because often we are in a hurry because somebody told you, okay, you need to go and work in this community or, or there are problems in this community, go fix it or you are the community worker there. And that's not how it works. So you go in, yes, you may have your assumptions. I think we needed to ask ourselves, what am I supposed to be here? Why am I here? And how am I going to get there? So those questions are very important. And it's not that after the first bit that you stop asking those questions, you needed to continue asking, am I being at the service of the community? Am I listening and am I responding to what I'm hearing? Right? So that is one um, and a willingness to learn because yes, you can have your degrees and you can have your, uh, you know, all that credentials to go into a community, but that won't cut. Each community is different, like the way each of us are different, right? And so by choosing to do community development work, you're also choosing to be a lifelong learner. And Excellent point. Work with community because you do not know what waits there, you do not know the other person's story. So it is a lot of discovery as you go. And another big important piece, so all the points that I mentioned in the chapter actually comes from my own experience in being in community, in different communities. Sometimes we go and we wanted to promise here, I'm going to fix this problem because we are passionate people. People who are doing community development, people are, they're really passionate about something. They wanted to make things right. Keep that passion and make that as a practice, as a discipline. Because sometimes communities have been promised all the time, so many things and it is not being materialized. So communities have been frustrated. I'm not saying it is the case for every community, but you as an individual entering into a community, be consistent. When you say that you will show up at a place in a certain time for a meeting or to sit down with the elders in the community, show up on time, maybe be early. And if you promise something, do it so. If you cannot, then do not promise. And that is so key in any respect because it goes both ways. And the third piece is that I have seen this and it's really sad that people become recipients of your, again, my goodness. I'm this good woman wanting to do good. Always remember, just like the way you like to be respected, the other person also like to be respected. So the dignity of the individual, regardless of, you may be meeting with a person who is not housed. You may be meeting with a person who is having a mental health challenge. Regardless 
of how they are coming to you whatever their need may be deal with the person with respect because a dignified way of being with the person is meeting them where they are at not sizing them up and that will take you far in your relationship building and in your work and another piece connected to that is addressing power relations because you cannot say oh i'm doing all this for you but if you are a paid worker there you are going yes your heart is very much there but you are paid and there may be volunteers or community members who are joining you in the project who are not paid so address those things don't wait for somebody to discover we cannot pretend those uh, your title maybe that matters and that may be a hindrance for somebody to enter so talk with that person or talk with the group that will go long way in how they want to work with you so be collaborative right and then as i mentioned earlier um, the individual and the system issue not everything is somebody is having a nervous breakdown and you wonder like why what is happening with this person or this person is using um, whatever substance before we judge into those like those type of conclusions find out what is happening in their environment what is the ecosystem in which the person is in and what kind of support they have so asking those questions and willingness to understand the ecosystem and tell you much more about why somebody may be um saying that oh they needed to access the food bank how did they get there so before we ask the question of why ask how that changes how somebody will explain something or a, a single woman um living in poverty how did she become a single woman what are the other factors you know there is gender race class disabilities there may be so many factors that Absolutely. we are unaware of so as a community development worker going into a community let us look into the whole system the ecosystem is so much important as much as the individual and do not individualize problems yes you are trying to help or support somebody in their individual problem but always keeping in mind is there something beyond that right and so and look at what can you do together with the community to address that system issue so that as i was telling using the example of the person who comes to you seeking food so the next next time around the person is in a place that they are able to contribute and challenge those assumptions and change the way communities are living and lead so that true positive transformation is possible wonderful thank you so much dr agnes thomas for your excellent uh, overview on the foundations for community development practice and uh, you have learned you mentioned me that you have learned all these lessons from the field and i just I, one more i forgot do not approach a community or communities as same communities are not same excellent point you need to make your own definition for what community is with people and therefore the approach to problems may not be the same so always be creative and intentional in how you work with enter and address this problem excellent point thank you so much uh, dr agnes thomas for your wonderful uh, a briefing description analysis on foundations for community development practice 
and uh, we are going to integrate your uh, contribution in our community development practice from Canadian and global perspective. And our learners, our students, our community members will have access to it. It's a free resource. And uh, I really appreciate your contribution for our podcast as well as for our e-resource, OER, Open Educational Resource. Thank you for having me. Such a great privilege. And one last word, be intentional. And don't be afraid. As long as you're open and willing to listen, you have halfway into the community. And so be intentional in whatever you do. And treat people with respect. I think you will be treated with respect. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Agnes Thomas.